Hello, and welcome to Politics But Make It Fashion. I am your host, Amber Viola. Welcome to my first episode, everyone. Um, Thank you so much for joining me on the start of this wonderful journey. I am so excited to be launching my very own first podcast. Yay! Um, it is something that I've wanted to start and do for a very long time. I never quite felt like the time was right. And honestly, y'all, I just really didn't feel like I knew what I was doing. But I mean, I don't think anybody knows what they're doing, honestly. So we are going to be on this journey together and we're going to see how it goes. So currently, I am in school right now, finishing my master's degree in social work. So right now, I just started school again. So it's kind of the back to school season for me, as well as my little mini me. She is starting kindergarten. So we are kind of both going back to school. And, you know, all of the things that kind of come along with that and the stresses of trying to navigate, you know, going back to school and getting everything ready and kind of like doing all of the things that you have to do. And obviously I'm not just doing it for my mini, I'm doing it for myself as well, which is, um, slightly stressful. Y'all, you know what I mean? You just decide that, oh yeah, I can fit a thousand more things on my plate right now. <laughs> right. Cause I don't have enough to do. Um, yeah. So I guess kind of a question I'd pose to people is what do you guys think about school uniforms? So my daughter's going to school and she's going to be wearing uniforms this year. Um, and she doesn't like it. She, my daughter loves fashion and clothing and things. So she kind of likes to just express herself through clothes. And, you know, I did as well when I was growing up too. I went to private school, fun fact. So I grew up wearing uniforms pretty much like my whole entire life. And so for me, I absolutely hated it. But kind of as a parent, I don't really mind it, I guess. Uh, I think that it can be easier. Um, I do think that it can be expensive right off the bat, though, when you're first kind of starting out getting it, especially when, you know, they're growing so much all the time and it's kind of just ridiculous. (laughs) But yeah, so... I had, you know, I bought her little shorts and jumpers and the polo shirts and, and the socks. And we got some new school shoes and everything. And for us this year, it probably was cheaper to buy uniforms than for me to get regular clothes because she grew so much over the summer that she kind of just needs like all every pair of pants is too short, you know. So, but I don't know if it's going to be cheaper, you know, in the long run, because throughout the year, kids are 
so insane with their clothing and being rough on all their stuff, especially when they're at school. So who knows how often I'm going to need to be, you know, replacing these things and, and buying new ones. And then kind of how much is that gonna, gonna add up to, you know? Um, I remember hating uniforms and, one of the things is too, like, I felt like we had to do laundry all the time because, you know, you had like two or three uniform shirts or whatever. So you had to make sure you had a clean one every day, you know, and that was super annoying as a child to kind of just like try to figure out, okay, so I need to be responsible for all of my clothing as well and you can't just wake up and kind of throw something on. So I don't know. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Um, for kids, I know for me personally, I really didn't like it growing up because I wanted to express myself. Um, I used to get in, <laughs> I used to get in trouble for uniform violations constantly. That is the number one reason why I ended up with detention was normally for some type of uniform violation. A lot of times it was my socks because I would always wear some type of like crazy pair of socks as a way to try to express myself, you know, and um, be cool and things like that. And then other times it was, you know, my belt. (laughs) I had a lime green studded belt that for whatever reason I thought that I could get away with at a at a private school with a uniform and a dress code. So that was kind of on me, but it's just so funny to think back on all of those things. And and the crazy part is I can totally see my daughter being the exact same way as that, you know. Um <laughs> so that's gonna be just really, really funny. So yeah, so definitely um let me know, like, if you guys think that uniforms are good or bad. And I, I know that there's school districts that do it for, like, um, to stop gang activity. And I know that also it's supposed to stop kids from being bullied um, due to them not being able to wear, like, the same trendy clothing or expensive clothing or whatever that other kids are wearing. But I guess my thought is... If you have a kid who is a poor kid in school, a lot of times the issue would probably still translate to a uniform. You know, their shoes are still going to be old and worn and crappy. You know, like they're probably not going to have a brand new uniform every semester. Um, You know, it's probably going to be worn out just from washing it all the time and stuff too. So, all that to say, I feel like you could probably still tell that, you know, a kid is struggling at home by their uniform as opposed to by like their, you know, street clothing or, or whatever you kind of want to call it and stuff. So, so I don't know. I don't know if it, it really helps or not and, and those things, but they are expensive. So when you do have you know, a lot of kids, you know, if you have four kids, that's a lot of uniforms that you're buying. And it's not like, it's really 
on sale, you know what I mean, all the time, where you can just go find, like, a cute, you know, oh, they have little t-shirts on sale for $4 at Walmart, you know, with the uniform is kind of not really the same ability to kind of do all that, you know, so, well, there's that. And then I, you know, and another thing that I was thinking about when I'm going back to school and stuff like that for me is, you know, I'm over 35 and I find that over 35 fashion is horrendous. Um, It is so terrible. And at the same time, you don't want to look like, you know, you're trying to be 21. You know, you don't want to wear something where you feel like, oh, I look like a teenager now. Um, But it's just so weird. I think that being a millennial really plays a part in kind of like our fashion choices and stuff because we haven't, I don't feel like we have this distinctive line of where your fashion really just changes like our parents did. Um, You know, for me, a lot of the basics that I have are still basics that I you know, had 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, um, still wearing skinny jeans and chucks. And uh, it's pretty much fall weather outside right now. So I'll be putting on a flannel or a hoodie, um, you know, and that's kind of the same thing I've been doing for years. So it's, it's just this such a weird kind of thing now, you know, and I love buying clothes and I love shopping and I'm always thinking like what, so I'm in school right now for my master's and, um, I go to class in person. Um, and it's like two, you know, full days a week and things like that. And I always think about what should I just throw on to wear at school? Like I don't need to wear business casual. I am in a classroom setting and I want to be comfortable, but at the same time, you know, I am an adult, so I do kind of want to be taken seriously and and taken professionally at the same time. But (laughs) I don't know. Who knows about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I have the right answer, kind of like what, what even I do. I kind of just wear whatever I like. And I... I guess some of my like quick go-tos to buy clothes and things like that would be, you know, Target. I do like Shein. Um, I like Fashion Nova. Um, Naked Wardrobe is definitely a a friend of mine. Um, But I have always felt like I could buy clothes anywhere. You know, if I found something that I liked and you know, I vibed with it, I would get it. It really didn't matter to me where it came from or what like name brand it had or anything like that. Um, I love to buy stuff from like little small businesses and like Instagram shops. I have a couple of my favorite, um, I have some veteran friends that started businesses. I love to buy things from them, accessories and, and support them. But you know, there's nothing better than seeing a little cute dress at a online boutique and kind of knowing that that's not something that everyone else is going to have. I think for me, the biggest thing is like hating to wear things that other people are wearing. Um, 
And that doesn't mean like not being trendy because sometimes I think there's good trends out there. Um, Sometimes they're absolutely ridiculous, but it's not necessarily being trendy, but it's just being in something that to me, like so bland and ununique that everybody could just wear it. And that is probably a ridiculous thought, but <laughs> but you know, that's just what I, I think. And I, I love the way you can express your personality and express your moods and express your feelings and all of that with what you're wearing and how you're wearing it. Um, and just the whole vibe that you give off. And I think so much about fashion is just about the confidence to kind of wear you know, what you want. And that's why I think it's such a powerful thing. You know, you look at like AOC and her red lipstick, you know, that is a choice that she made. And it's, um, you know, to give off strength and power and like persistence, you know, that bad bitch attitude. And she has that with that, you know, um, think about like Nancy Pelosi and her stilettos, you know, that is a whole, that is a whole vibe that she gives off, you know, when she was, um, filibustering and she was standing in stilettos for what, like eight hours, you know, that's a statement that you're making. And I think with her too, as well, um, being, um, an older woman, that it's a statement as well as I can still kick it around with these, you know, with these young kids, Um, I can still be trendy, you know, I can still be cute and, you know, wear, wear heels and, and nice heels to that. So I think that it can really be a whole, um, statement, you know, we think of Obama when he wore his tan suit and Republicans were really upset about it, but he looked good and it was a vibe and it was a whole statement because most presidents don't wear tan suits. So that's why it stood out and he definitely made, made a big, bold statement about it. Um, so today they unveiled the, um, portraits of Michelle and Barack Obama in the white house and Michelle Obama had braids in her hair. And that as a black woman is a statement, you know, that you want to make, especially, because there's still places where that is looked at as not professional. And so um, that kind of statement is a bold statement sometimes to make as a black woman, because you have the choice to be more in line with like the standard of beauty. So you can always opt for like a straight sleek hairstyle that's more in line with European and American beauty standards, or you can opt for something like braids, which is definitely different and definitely um, can be kind of seen. I think that some people see it as kind of aggressive or like if you wear braids, like you're super black, (laughs) you're, you know what I mean? Like you're just running around with like a fist in your air black. And that's kind of what people think when you have braids, but it is a whole different fashion choice and a, and a statement that you're definitely making with that. Um, so last night I watched the Abercrombie and Fitch documentary. Uh, I believe it's on Hulu. It's pretty good. 
Um, I used to work for Hollister in the Steamtown Mall. And one of the things that I remember is wearing braids in my hair and being told that I couldn't have braids because it wasn't seen as professional. And then it didn't really go with like the vibe of the store and kind of the, um, you know, the atmosphere and things that they were going for. And I remember standing there having my manager tell me that my braids are unprofessional while looking at a girl who had blue hair. And I literally was just like, how does this make any sense? Like, how does that make sense that I am being told I can't have braids, but she can have blue hair? And I asked him and he didn't really have nothing to say. You know, and I was just kind of like, that seems like a double standard and, and very, very unfair. But that's the way it is. And, that, and that's the way kind of a lot of people see that as, you know, braids as not professional, as not too fitting in with like the atmosphere of an office environment, you know, but it's like kind of what is professional now, you know? us millennials are kind of redefining redefining what that is as we're in the workforce and we're, you know, becoming supervisors and, you know, heads of companies and stuff now. It's kind of like we're redefining what professional is, but still the question then is, well, what is it to be professional? And is it more, you know, like what's appropriate for certain places and certain times, or is it kind of the way that you, you know, that you carry yourself and things? Because if you go up and in front of people to, you know, lead a meeting, what choice clothing are you going to wear? And so when I was working as HR director, things I, I learned that were not common sense that I kind of thought were common sense were what is professional? You know, you have people that you're telling to wear professional clothing at work and they come in and like cargo shorts or have on a hoodie or have on flip-flops. And to me, that's not professional. So like, if you're going to go up and you're leading a meeting, would I go up and lead a meeting in a pair of shorts and flip-flops at work? No, I would, you know, I would never do that. But that's because I have a different definition of what professional is and kind of what what I would want to wear and kind of how I would want to present myself. And I wonder if it's more about how I want to present myself and how I want other people to see me more than I actually feel like it's not professional, you know, and kind of like not really what it is. So I don't know. Those are things that I just have been thinking about and you know, and I hope that we just get to a point where it doesn't matter what people wear or tattoos or face piercings or anything like that, braids or no braids, you know, that you're evaluated kind of on your performance and things like that, you know, and like, who cares if we're over 35 elder emo millennials and we still want to wear skinny jeans and chucks every day. That is fine, guys. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, you know, I guess we just kind of have to go with, go with the flow and, and go with what you want to wear, you know, and just, and just what feels right and feels good. Thank you for listening to Politics But Make It Fashion. My website is www.amberviola.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Amber underscore underscore Viola on Facebook, Amber Viola, or you can follow me on Twitter at Queen Black. That's Q-U-E-E-N-B-L-A-Q-U. Chat soon.